What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. One year ago today, Joe Biden uh, vaporized a family of 10 kids, killed seven innocent children. He still hasn't talked about it. Mark Milley did talk about it. He said it was a righteous strike. And he said there were ISIS guys in the car. We'll play you that video from a year ago. It's incredible. It's incredible what they got away with. Joe Biden did talk this weekend. He gave a speech. He called MAGA Republicans, you know, half the country, semi-fascist. That would be three weeks after he ordered the FBI to raid his opponent's home. Can't make this up. And we also have perhaps the most embarrassing video of Joe and Jill Biden you've ever seen. Tom Brady explains where he went for what he did for 11 days, explains why he took a break. The Bills cut the punt god, and uh, we will give you the details of why it is disturbing to say the least, the NASA rocket Artemis, which was heading to the moon, is uh, has been delayed. And this is tragic because it was going to deliver the first woman and the first person of color to the moon. And I don't think it was Lizzo. I don't think that's the reason. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Lizzo wants you to know, though. Lizzo wants you to know she is oppressed. She wants you to get out there and vote uh, to, to change the laws, stop oppressing her. And, uh, and, uh, we'll give you, we'll play some of her speech. And, uh, you thinking about getting an electric car? Well, we're going to tell you not only what an electric car costs, but what a battery for an electric car costs. It's insane. This whole push for electric cars is just utter madness. We're going to that and a lot more on today's Callahan show brought to you by express VPN. All right, let me ask you something. What if there was someone out there who got the log of every single thing you did every minute of the day? Well, I think that'd be pretty creepy. Well, what if I told you that's exactly what happens every time you go online, your internet provider like AT&T or Verizon is allowed to store logs of every website you've ever visited and can legally sell this data to anyone. That's why I always use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes your internet connection through their secure service so your internet provider can't see or log what you do online. Now, many of you might be wondering, well, if I'm routing all my data through a VPN, then doesn't that just mean the VPN can see what I'm doing and log my data instead? And you're right to wonder that. Many VPNs claim to have no log policies, but have been caught logging customer activity. ExpressVPN is the only VPN I trust because they use trusted server technology. Stop letting people keep logs of what you do online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Callahan right now and find out how you can get three months free. I, we should do this before we get to everything else. We should uh, acknowledge this is a grim anniversary. One year ago today, Joe Biden vaporized 
uh, a family of 10, 10 innocent people, including seven little children. Uh, if you have, if you've never seen the photos, take a look at the photos. There's, you could, you could Google it and get the picture of the seven kids, cute kids, elementary school kids. They were killed by a drone strike from the U uh, S military because Joe Biden was trying to save face from a disastrous withdrawal, uh, which was a year ago, Friday, last Friday from Afghanistan, perhaps the worst foreign policy blunder from a U.S. president in U.S. history. We pulled out of Afghanistan and got 13 service members killed uh, by a suicide bomber who was released from the prison on Bagram Air Force Base after we after we gave that to the Taliban. We gave them our air base. We gave them our weaponry. We gave them a prison full of terrorists. They freed them, and one of them returned three days later or a few days later and blew up about uh, 180, 190 people, including 13 American heroes. Joe Biden has never talked about it, never even acknowledged it. When he was at Andrews, uh, Joint Base Andrews, when the coffins came back, he spent the whole time looking at his watch and talking about his own son who died of cancer, as uh, many of the parents the gold star parents, you know, you don't see much of this because the media of course ignores it. None of the morning shows on the networks on Friday acknowledge the one year anniversary of our disastrous pullout. And I'm I guarantee you right now, I can't confirm this. I guarantee you they're not mentioning that family of 10. They're not showing you those uh, seven children who were blown up by our president and our completely corrupt uh, military leaders who were, are more, more concerned with uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion than they are in winning wars. Um, that's right. Rich on the comment line says, Mark Milley claimed it was a successful mission. That is true. You can look that up. You can Google it. He said, uh, you get it. Get that for me, Ironhead. See if you can get that. Mark Milley, I think he called it a righteous strike. He knew. Do this. Do this right now, Iron. Get the sound. Good point by Rich. Our, uh, the, our Mark Milley, the head of the Joint Chiefs, said after we killed a family of 10, he knew it was not a righteous strike. And he went before the cameras and claimed it was and boasted and bragged and said it was a righteous strike. And he knew there were seven kids. It was 10 people. They were our allies. They were our supporters. And the only reason we rushed into that was because the pullout three days earlier was so humiliating and Joe Biden wanted to brag that he killed a, you know, one of the, uh, the, the terrorists uh, uh, who was responsible for the attack. It, it turned out to be a complete disaster, but it's, it's amazing. They don't have to account. They don't have to explain it. They don't have to apologize. They don't lose a stripe or a star. They don't lose a, a, a day's pay. The, the, the people responsible for the worst foreign policy blunder in U.S. history get promoted. <laughs> they get rewarded. It's just so upside down and backwards. But I guess Milley talked about it at least. He talked about it. He, he lied. Joe Biden's never talked about it. Joe Biden has never apologized. He's never acknowledged that he killed seven kids. It, it, it doesn't seem to phase him at all, which is remarkable. I guess you can chalk it up to senility. I would, I tend to think it's, it's arrogance. It's, it's narcissism. He doesn't care if it, he just, if it doesn't hurt him, slow him down, if he can ignore it and the press will certainly help him, 
That's fine. Who cares? They're just, you know, casualties of war, casualties of war. He was trying to save face. But uh, did you did you happen to find that Millie sound? Yep. Just downloading it real quick. Uh, uh, it was amazing. And, and a good idea. Good idea. Because this was what was happening yeah. a year ago. And, and our American media was fully invested in protecting this corrupt regime, this this administration, this these military leaders, these, these woke military leaders, they were uh, doing their best to protect them. But when you think back of what happened, guys trying to hang onto the planes as they're falling out of the sky, this absolute scummy, sleazy, lying fraud. Do you have a date on this? Is this, it's got to be uh I believe it was September 1st when he made the speech. Oh, so it took, a, took him a few days to, to, to fess up. So it was uh, August 29th that he ordered the strike on uh, and, and Joe Biden and he and Lloyd Austin and the rest of them decided to kill this family to, you know, try to, uh, to divert attention from the disastrous withdrawal. Um, this is what this, this fraud said to the world. Go ahead. And um, all of the engagement criteria were being met. We went through the same level of rigor that we've done for years. Uh, and we took a strike. Uh, so that we did. Secondly, um, is we know that there were secondary explosions. Uh, because there were secondary explosions, there's a reasonable uh, conclusion to be made that there was explosives in that vehicle. The third thing is we know from a variety of other means Why? that at least one of those people that were killed was a ISIS facilitator. Uh, so were there others killed? Yes. There are others killed. Who they are, we don't know. Uh, we'll try to sort through all that. Uh, but we believe that the procedures at this point, I don't want to influence the outcome of an investigation, um, but at this point we think that the procedures were correctly followed and it was a righteous strike. Oh, God. Hey, what does it take for a guy like this to lose his job? What's I mean, he'd walk away with some big fat pension and he'd be, you know, but you're on the board of directors of Raytheon the next day and he'd, he'd speak, he'd make, he'd make money, make, he doesn't lose a thing. He, he killed a family of 10 and didn't go before the campus and say, we're so, so sorry. We got bad intel. We made a mistake. And, and he can go before the cameras. He knew that was a lie. He knew there was no ISIS facilitator. He knew it went before the cameras and said it was a righteous strike, man, someone, that guy is pathological. Do me a favor before we move on. I get that to Google the family of 10, the seven kids. Uh, I'm pretty sure the daily mail, the New York post had stories with pictures of these children and there were no explosives. That was a lie. There was no ISIS guy. That was a lie. There was nobody there involved in the uh, suicide bombing, which killed 13 American servicemen and women. He knew all that. That's the guy that that's the guy responsible for the decline in uh, volunteers for the U S military. None of the branches of the military are coming close to meeting their recruitment goals. His fault, his fault. It's, you know, because it's a, a just another uh, institution that's been infiltrated, that's been infected with the woke culture and the DEI culture, but he's the one that he's the one that went before Congress and said, I want to understand white rage. I'm white. And I want to, what white rage? How about you understand war? How about you understand China? How about you understand defeating our enemies? I want to understand white rage. What? He's supposed to be running the military, he's supposed to be 
killing our enemy and destroying things and winning wars, which we haven't done in a long, long time. Here are the uh, ISIS guys that we killed. I think the one on the bottom right, she was dangerous, <laughs> man. She was, she, was, she was fixing to strap on a suicide vest and take out some more American heroes. He knew this. He knew who they were. He knew what they looked like. He knew who we killed when he went, stood there up on stage with a complicit media and said, yeah, it was ISIS. It was a righteous strike. How is that not fireable? How is that not, how do you not lose your command when you, as, as the saying goes, when a corporal loses his rifle, he gets court-martialed. When a general loses a war, he gets promoted. The whole thing is upside down and crazy. But uh, the other day, the other day, by the way, um, Rich, his name's Rich Dinger on Twitter, reached out to me that there's um, a documentary on Amazon Prime right now called Send Me. And it's about Tim Kennedy going over there and evacuating everyone during this time. Yeah, it's very good. I suggest everyone go watch it. It kind What's of it called it, again. Send, send me. Yep. Tim Kennedy was a was he a Navy SEAL? What was Tim Kennedy? He was, uh, I believe, a Green Beret and then a UFC fighter. Oh, that guy, yeah. Uh, I'll, ch- I'll check that out. What's it on? Amazon Prime? I don't get a lot of recommendations from, uh, I guess this is from you, Ironhead. It's from Rich, but uh, I will definitely check that out. But uh, that is what uh, we should be acknowledging today, looking back somberly on the disastrous withdrawal and the, and the, and the, disastrous mistake we made in killing those kids. But instead, uh, after, after a big breakfast, Mark Millie will come out and go about his day and will not say a word. will not acknowledge what he did one year ago today, but we got a lot more from Biden's weekend. Uh, man, where to begin? Let's, uh, let's, let's get to the video because this is so humiliating. I always say, there's two kinds of men in this world. There's henpecked and divorced. We are all henpecked at some level. I'm guilty. We're all, you know, if you're in a happy marriage, you want your wife to be happy. But have you, has anyone ever been literally led around by the arm by their wife? Any, I mean, it's, here he is. He's trying to take a question or two. As we know, as we know, they don't want him to ever talk they, unless he's got words on a teleprompter in front of him. His handlers his, uh, the, the visiting angels do not want to let this guy wander off in traffic. And he did, he stepped before, uh, a few assembled media members before getting on. I assume that's air force one behind him. Yeah, I think so. And he starts talking and she literally walks over. She grabs him by both arms and pulls him away. That's the first lady. Can you imagine Melania doing that to Trump or even, you know, you name it, even Michelle doing that to Barack. What a, what a humiliating moment. And he's wearing a freaking mask outdoors and she's wearing a mask outdoors. God, they are such, such idiots. But between uh, the two of them, got, they got COVID 25 times the last three that's weeks. That's true. And yeah. And they were wearing masks. What does that tell you? <laughs> uh, but uh, right, we got a, a couple more things to get to from his weekend. Uh, he made an appearance. It was, I think in front of, I don't know what it was, union guys or something, a friendly audience on Friday and he gave a fiery speech screaming about, oh, all the wonderful things he's doing, all the success he's had in a year and a half. But the notable, the takeaway was that he just went off on, on MAGA people. He says, I, I respect Republicans. I don't respect MAGA people. Well, I got news for you, Joe. 95% of Republicans are MAGA people. They appreciate 
what Donald Trump did for this country. They appreciate it, you know, and they appreciate the fact that we had borders. We didn't open up the country to 5 million illegal aliens pouring in. They appreciated what he did. They, they, they might not have loved all the tweets or all the things, the dumb things he said, but they loved the things he did. So most Republicans are MAGA people, but uh, the Biden crowd has a, uh, the Biden team has a strategy. They want to demonize half the country. They want to tell you MAGA people are fascists, which is literally what he said. They're semi-fascists. He held back a little semi-fascist. He said this days after ordering the FBI to raid the home of his political opponent, of his predecessor and his perhaps future opponent. That's what he did. And the MAGA people are the fascists. That was after three years of the Russia hoax. That was after them working the FBI, going to big tech and telling them to suppress real news, damaging news that was going to hurt Joe Biden. By the way, if you were watching any news over the weekend, the, the biggest story in the last two years was essentially ignored. If it was mentioned at all, it was in passing that the FBI on orders from the Biden campaign, not the Biden administration, the Biden campaign went to Mark Zuckerberg and said, you must suppress the laptop story. We can only assume they did the same thing to Jack Dorsey and Twitter and the New York Times. I mean, you know, they didn't have to do it to the New York Times, but they probably did out of courtesy. New York Times, Washington Post, ABC, CNN, they went to all of them. I just assume that's their MO and said, do not tell this story. Do not release this story. Sit on it, suppress it, get through the election. We must stop Donald Trump. So that's what the FBI and the entire national security apparatus did to help Joe Biden and hurt Donald Trump. And Joe Biden's response is, Boy, those MAGA people are fascists. <laughs> just amazing. But this was an unhinged by his, I mean, I guess it was a fiery, passionate speech. And it was, it was, it was unhinged. It was insane. Calling them all, you know, uh, talking about how they're not, we're not, they're not going to allow them to steal another election. What? We already, we already know you stole one. They didn't. You won. You used the FBI to, uh, to keep people from learning the truth about you and your corrupt family and the MAGA people are stealing elections. It was all upside down and backwards. Can we hear some of it? Cause it was good and nuts. And then, uh, and then we can get to uh, the follow-ups to it because uh, he is, he and he and his, his, this brainless spokesman obviously did nothing to clear things up, but can we listen to some of the speech from uh, the other day? Sure. Get this up. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> he's just losing it. He's just listening to like the crazy left people and going, I'm taking a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and I'm just going to throw it out in my speech every single time. And I think they, they, they wanted to be, they wanted to be inspired. So he said, I'm going to get, I'm going to get fiery. I'm going to get passionate. But, and I think it is, is this a, a, a union crowd? Whatever. It's a very friendly crowd. It could, could be the Washington press corps. I can never tell whether it's these hardcore union people or these, or the Washington press corps. They're both so passionately supportive of this disastrous administration, but go ahead, let's listen. There are, no, there are not many real Republicans anymore. By the way, you're sitting governor. He's a Republican you can deal with. We disagree. No, no, I'm serious. But at least he's within the mainstream of the Republican Party. 
I respect conservative Republicans. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. And folks, everybody thinks I'm exaggerating when I say this, but they're coming after your Social Security as well. They think I'm kidding. <laughs> Good. Uh, can can we hear a little more? Yeah, I got another clip. Uh, get get the part where he says uh, that that they he he wants to unite. They want to divide. They 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 deal with fear, and we give them hope. <laughs> Just comical. Uh, all he does is is uh, pedal fear. They're coming after you. Social Security. The uh, the the climate crisis is going to kill us all. We're all going to die. Uh, I mean, that's the that's the approach. But uh, one other thing he did over the weekend. And I don't know why this bothers me. It's just so stupid. But uh, he bragged about uh, uh, signing a bill. Uh, this was uh, yesterday. The president tweeted out, <laughs> like he even knows what's going on under his name. Sixty-seven years ago, sixty-seven years ago, fourteen-year-old Emmett Till was brutally mor- murdered. This much I signed the Emmett anti-lynching act into law, making lynching a federal hate crime for the first time in American history. We must continue to root out racism and stand up to hate. All right, that's fine. I don't care about this. Was there a problem with lynching? If I missed it? I mean, I see shootings in Chicago, another bloody weekend in Chicago, 24 shot, I believe uh, seven killed this weekend. So that's a slow weekend in Chicago. Another kid, I think like a six year old killed. Um, we got problems. We got crime, real crime in the big cities. People are leaving cities. People are bailing out because they're not safe. And he's bragging about banning lynching. There hasn't been a lynching in this country in like 40 years. <laughs> it's just such a, so performative. Look at me. I'm banning lynching. Lynching is murder. Murder's illegal. What he's doing is just, is the ultimate in virtue signal. Just silly. Look at me. I ban lynching. Okay, we amazing. We haven't had any lynchings in years, so it's it's working. We're we're banning lynching. Go ahead and you know shoot each other, you know, in the in the streets all weekend in Chicago and other big cities. But you can't lynch anybody, or we're coming after you. All right. I thought murder was yeah. you know illegal the whole time. That's crazy that it's not. No, no, I was surprised. I mean, I I was we're surprised. Not- I was it's illegal now. Good job, Joe Biden. We got rid of, rid of lynching. We can now. We can now arrest people who take their, you know, people they don't like and hang them. We'll arrest them. It's illegal. It's a hate crime, too. Gee, murder is a hate crime. Who the hell knew? But I like, do, do we have him calling him? Uh, I know we got the follow up of him calling uh, Republicans fascists. But uh, look at oh. that face. If you're watching along, just this unhinged, insanely you know, <laughs> vapid face this angry old man claiming that he's a great uniter, but uh, play some more. We're not glad anyone or anything tear America apart. (laughs) I'll close with this. (laughs) We're at a serious moment in our nation's history. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. They embrace, embrace political violence. They don't believe in democracy. This is why in this moment, those of you who love this country, Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger 
more determined and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. You can get a montage of them saying political violent stuff. We the people are the first words of our Constitution. And we the people will still determine the destiny of America. If we the people stand together, we will prevail as we the people. It's the only part he knows because it's the biggest font. Somebody writing for like a uh, writing a speech for like an eighth grade class president. (laughs) We people, we must unite, unite. In the same speech, he says half the country are fascists. And then, of course, he's asked about it. I shouldn't say, of course, somebody, it must have been Peter Ducey or somebody uh, managed to throw a question out there as he was running from the media and said, what do you mean by fascist, semi-fascist? I'm sorry, semi-fascist. They played this on MSNBC. Wow. But let's listen to his response. And I, I mean, you have to understand he doesn't know what he means. He doesn't know. Someone wrote it for him. He read it. He yelled. He screamed and he moved on. But he doesn't know what it even means. But go ahead. Let's listen to his response. What do you mean by semi-fascism, You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. God, it's just so arrogant and lazy. Call half the country fascist and don't even give an explanation. Don't even yeah. expound on it. Just a bunch of fascists. Hey, I got to get back to uniting the country. Let's get those fascists. Let's get them in jail so I can get busy uniting the country. I'm just, I'm so, I'm so tired of that. I'm so tired of that whole idea that we provide hope. Do you have that montage, by the way, I sent you from uh, American Firebrand? This, this, uh, uh, they put together the uh, all the Democrats talking about how we're all going to die, not just from climate change, but from you know riots, from from mega crowd, from white supremacists who are going to kill us all. Just amazing. Every time I think of this, every time I hear a politician say. We, we we provide hope. We, we deal in hope. We got hope. We want to unite. We believe in the best of this. And them, they're all dividers and haters. This is. I believe these are all Democrats. These are all Democrats telling you we are all going to die. This is the people who say they sell hope, hope and change. Go ahead. Oh, good. It starts with AOC. Go ahead. Start this. People are dying. People will die. Women are going to die, Gail. Women will die. If you are also not going to allow trans kids to play sports, children will die. We've seen that trans kids suffer from extremely high suicide rates. But to hear a 10-year-old say that they would rather die than experience male puberty. The most comprehensive study to date on climate change predicts more and more people are going to die from air pollution if changes are not made. People are suffering and dying. People are dying. These policies (laughs) People will die. People die. How many more people have to die to get some gun control? Your mistake is killing the children in your state. This decision and this policy will kill people. We are also going to see a lot of South Dakota women die because of this. It's not an extreme statement to say that women will die. I thought I was going to die. People are dying because of misinformation. How many more Americans have to die? People are dying and will die who don't have to die. That, that, if you missed it, 
in, if you're just listening in the middle of that was Zelensky saying in, in uh, whatever Ukrainian saying people will die. It was gun control, abortion, climate change, uh, trans right, everything, every issue. If you don't do what they want, people will die. Now let's get back to selling hope. Let's selling hope for the future. Let's get back to uniting everybody after telling you you're going to die. But, all right, that's uh, that's Joe Biden's weekend. The guy who uh, wants you, I, I assume it was a busy weekend. A lot of speeches and he took a question. So I assume he's back on the beach today to rest up. But all right, we got a lot more to get to. They uh, canceled the flight. I mean, the flight, the sh- the rocket, the launch, postponed. I'm so bummed. I got up early. I was sitting there, got my snacks out, and got we have friends over. We all want to watch a rocket head to the moon and it's not happening because they apparently their toilets clogged or something, but, and we'll get you, uh, the latest from uh, Tom Brady, his vacation's over and the bills punter punt God cut after really disturbing allegations. We'll get you the details on that and a lot more. First, let me do shake concrete. You know what they can do for you, you know, this summer, you got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New, Precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one, Shea has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood. They remove the old steps, bring in new steps within hours. You got a whole new look and your house is looks better and is worth more. This isn't just an, uh, this isn't an expense. This is an investment, an upgrade in your home with one phone call. Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience in a few hours. You'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. Also at shakeconcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right. Uh, You want to do Brady or you want to do... uh, the rocket. Let's do Brady. Brady this is, the, I understand. We've talked about it many times. Tom Brady's the greatest player ever. The greatest winner ever. Tom Brady will be fine. Tom Brady can miss preseason, miss 11 days, and it's no big deal. It just seems weird that you don't have a reason. You know, you just, reports initially were that, or initially rumors were that he was on Masked Singer. That was kind of silly. Then we found out he was in the Bahamas. So he took 11 days off because his, because uh, he got a lot going on. And he went to the Bahamas in August <laughs> during training camp. Just seems weird. So he comes back. I think he's got a new sweatshirt here. Probably can get that on the TB, TB, whatever website. Uh, and he's got a new hairstyle parted in the middle, which I think went out like in 1978. <laughs> but it'll come back. Tom Brady can do that. And more than one person on Twitter was saying he looks different. Like, did he have something done? <laughs> Including your, your friend, be, Jamel Hill. Wouldn't that be, oh, she said that? Yeah. What did she say? Get Tell me what Jamel Hill said, because wouldn't that be the most amazing thing? Mass Singer would be bad, but can you imagine if some enterprise, enterprising reporter found out 
that Tom Brady had like a facelift while he was out missing training camp. That would be the greatest Brady little mini scandal of all time. But he does look kind of strange and he doesn't care. I mean, he does not care. I'm taking time off because I'm Tom Brady. And when asked why or asked, you know, what he did, he just said, babe, got a lot of shit going on. That's his, that's his reason. It's so dismissive of the concerns that I almost respect it. But uh, can we hear Brady or is, uh, don't tell me this version of it is bleeped. No, here's a, I, I don't know, but here's a Jamel Hill's tweet. Uh, so we gonna talk about what's going on with TB12's face with a bunch of eyeballs. I don't know, Jamel, are we, <laughs> are we gonna talk about TB12's face? That woman makes like three million a year to I don't know to do whatever she does podcast and write for the Atlantic and uh, comes up with real witty insightful tweets like that. Are we going to talk about what's happened with his face? Does his face often look a little weird? I mean, it's yeah, it's got a weird diet. He probably uses weird oils and lotions, and I don't think I'm going to just guess he didn't get plastic surgery in the middle of training camp. Just, just going to guess, but who knows? Maybe someone will drop a dime and Jamel Hill will break the story, but let's listen to Tom get asked, you know, where the hell you been? It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So, rocky marriage—that's my guess. That really clears up a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everyone has their challenges. Got a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, the obvious follow-up would be, "What shit? What shit are we talking about?" But he's not going to say. I'd love to know. Wouldn't you love to know what he did for those eleven days? It'd be a great story. Just day by day, give the whole. You know chronicle of his 11 day vacation be more interesting than anything that's happened in the Patriots training camp. Yeah. I don't what? understand why they're saying that his face being off is new because look at this picture from like years ago with Tony Dungy. <laughs> there's, there's lots of photos of Brady's face being a little strange. And uh, again, he does, as we know, does some weird things. He's probably, you know, gets facial massages, gets all kinds of lotions and, and uh, you know, dental work. And I don't know about facelifts. Do you really get facelifts when you're in your forties? Isn't that something you do when you're in your sixties? Yeah. But I don't know. Well, maybe we'll find out. Model. Maybe we won't, but you know what we did find out? We found out why the punt God lasted until the sixth round. If you haven't been paying attention, you know, cause it's, it's August and you got other things to do. The Buffalo Bills are a really good team. Do we determine they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl or are they just the favorite in the AFC? Are they the favorite to win it all? Win it all. Followed by the Bucs and, one, and of, the Chiefs. one of the fun stories of their uh, preseason of their uh, you know, was was the punter, the punt god. He he booted like an eighty yarder in one of the games. They, he took him in the sixth round. They made him their punter. He was the guy. And uh, he's not the guy anymore. They released him outright after a lawsuit was filed by a woman that said he uh, took part in a gang rape. She wasn't a woman at the time. She was just 17. 
According to the lawsuit, the accuser went to Areza's residence near San Diego State for a Halloween party in October 16th, 2021. After arriving at the party, the girl said Areza gave her a drink, even though she was already inebriated. According to the suit, the girl believes the drink, quote, not only contained alcohol, but other intoxicating substances. A short time later, Areza allegedly had sex with the then high school senior, which was followed by him bringing her into a room where she was raped repeatedly by other individuals. Areza is one of three men named in the suit, along with a couple of other uh, San Diego State players. Although only three people are named, the girl believes that she may have been raped by as many as 20 men. She went to the cops the day after the uh, incident. She told her story had a rape kit done. The uh, San Diego Police Department has since submitted its investigation to prosecutors for a review uh, the DA said uh, on Friday, although the prosecutors are now reviewing the case, they haven't yet announced if there will be criminal charges filed. Now, there were rumors apparently about this uh, back before the draft, and at least a couple of teams said they heard about something like this and stayed away from the punt god, and the Bills ignored it and went all in and drafted him and thought they had their punter for the next 10 or 12 years. No, they don't. He's been cut. He denies all allegations. He said it's all made up. But I'm going to guess there's going to be some criminal charge coming down the pike, which is what the uh, Bills are probably thinking. So even if the lawsuit, uh, whatever, doesn't uh, doesn't go anywhere, if there are criminal charges and witnesses and you know the whole all the details in a police report, it wouldn't look good. So they cut their losses and moved on. And now the punt God is uh, unemployed and he'll remain that way until he can uh, beat the rap or whatever, do his time. So pretty disturbing story out of Buffalo and uh, never a dull moment with them bills. You know, I'm sure I know, I know one of the bills writers was upset because the music at practice doesn't include Lizzo or Taylor Swift. He was very upset. But other than that, they just got a lot of stuff going on. The Bills uh, are a very interesting and exciting team. They just need a new punter because the last one was apparently, uh, well, was allegedly a real scummy guy. I I, I, I did want to mention this quickly because I'm not a space guy. I don't I don't get into space. I don't I didn't I never liked I never even seen Star Wars in its entirety. I don't I don't care about rocket launches or moon landings or all that in general. I mean, I pay attention to the news and it's all that was on the TV on TV this morning. When I turned on, they get ready to lock launch the Artemis and there were big crowds all over the place down there and uh, wherever it is in Florida, uh, getting ready to watch the rocket. And then they said, sorry, not happening because of, I guess a problem with the plumbing. I don't know. But the, the reason this is such a big deal, and I should have known it because there's these people have infiltrated every institution and every walk of life, including NASA, which bragged on its Twitter feed, on its website, that the Artemis, the rocket that was heading to the moon, would be would deliver the first woman and the first person of color to the moon. So we're not saying we're getting Americans back on the moon for the first time in decades and learning this and learning that and, and conquering we are celebrating diversity. So this rocket would, I didn't even realize that 
I, there's never been a woman or a person of color. Uh, I don't even know how many astronauts have walked on the moon or reached the moon or whatever, landed on the moon. But apparently we'd have to wait another day to send the first woman and the first person of color. You know what? They could have accomplished both those goals if they just sent Lizzo. Wouldn't that have worked? Yeah. A first woman of color? Definitely. First I had, person I had, of color and woman. I had no idea they were even planning on going back to the moon. That used to encapsulate the whole country, and now I don't even uh, hear about it. Yes, it definitely encapsulates the country and this is uh, a, not a big deal and uh, not nearly as big a deal but I guess for space geeks it is technical issues force NASA to propose, postpone Artemis launch and all those people have got out like at four in the morning to go sit on a bridge and watch the rocket but didn't uh, didn't uh, like didn't we, weren't we going to leave this to, to Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos? Weren't they going to take over like space? Weren't we going to privatize space? We're back to spending hundreds of billions of dollars. I'm looking at it again, looking at the rocket at Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral live, and it's just sitting there. It's not going anywhere. You know what? You knew it would be late. First woman in space. You know, she was probably in the bathroom. She probably just couldn't find a thing to wear. <laughs> uh, let's do Lizzo while we're uh, while we're on the subject because this is just come another thing I don't pay much attention to other than space is um, is the MTV Awards or the VMAs. Is that what it is? V- video Music Awards yep. now VMAs. I, I knew it'd be one of these deals. Would just be one wacky liberal you know, lunatic after another. And uh, the big news was Lizzo won awards. You didn't even know what it was for. The Very Good, is that, I think they stole the name from you, the Very Good Video Award or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> the, the, uh, she says, she literally says, I don't even know what this thing, I don't even know what this means, but I want, she wants some award. As you probably know, Lizzo is uh, morbidly obese. She is just not an attractive woman. I mean, she, Probably you'll be on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue because we're not supposed to fat shame. But on top of being uh, extremely overweight, she has a chain hanging out of her nose, hooked up to her ear. One of the dumbest accessories I think I've ever seen. Mm. But she, she wins this award. Again, a morbidly obese black woman in America with a chain hanging out of her nose. A woman, by the way, who flies private everywhere, who is fabulously wealthy and successful and uh, probably couldn't do any of that in any other country but this one. And when she won the award, what did she want you to know? That she's oppressed. (laughs) That that America, she just can't catch a break. Because America, there's just no opportunity for uh, black, obese black women. And, And she's standing there, winning an award on national TV with a huge crowd of people all standing and cheering as she's got this thing hanging out of her nose. But uh, want to listen to a little Lizzo? Yeah. I don't even know any Lizzo songs. Maybe you can give me a song after you, after we hear her complain about oppression in America. But go ahead. Just swears. <laughs> right. Cut out the swears. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, first, I want to say shout out MTV's to Christian Breslauer, who directed the music video. Titty Lauer. Um, I don't know <laughs> what uh, music video for good means, but I do know what your vote means, and that's a. F- 
lot. Your vote means everything to me. It means everything to making a change in this country. So remember when you're voting for your favorite artist, vote to change some of these laws that are oppressing us. <laughs> that is so perfect. Vote to change some of these laws that are oppressing us. I, I'm going to spoil alert. She doesn't name any laws uh, that are oppressing us. She just, whatever, just, just talks more about herself and, uh, and uh, other, other people to thank, but uh, no, no specifics on what laws are oppressing Lizzo. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know what she would say. I guess it'd be something about I don't know, abortion or gay rights or something. I don't know, but she's just so vapid, but uh, very good. No video for good. That's what she won, right? Video yeah. for good. Yep. The video for good award. Can you find the video so I can see it? I want to know if it's for good. I, I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen him, but we could listen to the song and watch the video at the same time. That would work. And we could decide whether it was uh, worthy of the big award for the night. Let's see. Uh, the, uh, I, I, the, the usual, uh, Taylor Swift won some award and made sense. She was coming out with a new whatever song or whatever. It's exactly what you'd expect from the uh, MTV or the VMAs. What's the difference in what's the awards for adult film called video something uh, adult video AVAs and this is the VMAs AVN I just had a disgusting thought what if it was that it was that award show and Lizzo won ooh <laughs> I can you get me your video yeah I'm pulling it the, up right now that one video for good award. What's the song? Do you know what songs are the, the, that it? It's called has, About which, Damn Time. About, oh, it's probably about oppression and how she's overcoming all the oppression, but all the damn laws in this country. All right. Let me know when you're uh, ready to roll because I want to decide whether I think it was a video for good, if it indeed earned, uh, deserves the, it, the prize. It doesn't uh, strike me as it's going to lean that way, but we'll find out. <laughs> We'll look at low. She's uh, writing on the board. What does it say? Dressed in... Is there a teacher or something? I don't even know. Oh, okay. Okay, let's go. Thank you all so much for joining us this evening for our Stressed and Sexy support group. Oh, it's so nice to see new faces. When we last met, I asked okay. you guys to prepare a poem that compares something that makes you feel stressed to something that makes you feel sexy. Lizzo, would you honor us by being the first? Hey, when does it get, oh my God. <laughs> this video won. She won the award for this? <laughs> Apparently. She's in the gray. I don't hate it so far. Is that bitch a clock? Right, I'm over it. Oh my god, she's doing like a, a like pole lot, dance kind of thing. Is everybody back up in the building? It's been a minute, tell me how you're healing. Cause I'm about to get into my feelings. How you feeling? How you feel right now? Is this the best video? Yeah. Very... I 
Is that her or is that someone else? It's her. It's her. She's like dancing with herself. Whatever happened to Robert Palmer dancing with a bunch of hot chicks? It's, you know, might as well face it. You're addicted to love or something like that. God, what a terrible, that, that won an award. Yeah. I mean, the song wasn't I the guess, worst thing I've heard. Oh, I this guess. song was freaking awful. I've yeah, heard you worse. Just like, you just like it because it's celebrating body positivity. <laughs> you like that. I know you do. Or me and her on the same team. <laughs> you, you wanna right, see, I, 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 I just want to put I on a leotard. I'll win an award too, you know. She won the. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't even know if that was the big award for the night, but a couple of uh, stories uh, I saw on it online and uh, were were uh, pointing out that that was the big moment. You know, when she talked about being oppressed and how we have to change the laws in this country. What a deep thinker she is. Uh, that's Mark says. My wife loves this song. Really. Is your wife, uh, are you a chubby chaser there, Mark? Is that the thing? It could be. It's, it's, <laughs> All right, there's a couple, there's a couple of the, I want to get to this, uh, let's do this Stan Van Gundy tweet, because I hate Stan Van Gundy. He's he's a, as obnoxious as Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr when it comes to, you know, kind of pandering to his players and being woke and, you know, kissing China's ass and blaming Trump for everything and talking about, you name it, voting rights. He's just a big, dumb liberal who's very predictable. But so everybody was upset. I mean, this crossed the aisle with the handout, with the big Biden handout to uh, rich, privileged, protected deadbeats who don't want to pay their student loans. Well, Joe Biden took care of them. It's going to cost probably close to a trillion dollars when Biden's done. He was, he was, uh, this was a sop to the far left, uh, Liz Warren and Ayanna Presley and AOC. And most people agreed it was insane. It is wrong. It's unfair. It's unethical. It's probably even unconstitutional. We will see. But that's what Biden does. He takes care of the non-working class. And this is a classic example. And it was good to see there was so many people, including Democrats, who were just not on board with this insanity. Well, people were pissed and for good reason. But Stan Van Gundy came up with perhaps the worst analogy in history, tweets out Republican logic. Jesus's miracle of the loaves and fishes was a slap in the face to all the people who brought their own lunch. And he's got a picture of Jesus handing whatever food to the hungry, the, the loaves and the fishes, a uh, little flaw in this stand, little flaw. He didn't take the loaves and fishes from someone else, steal them from someone else and give them to layabouts and deadbeats. Uh, he, he, uh, it was a miracle because he created them. He made them himself. <laughs> I believe he baked the loaves and caught the fish himself. He didn't steal them from someone else. He didn't steal from Peter to pay Paul, you idiot. But that's that's Stan Van Gundy logic. He's just a pander and puke. And I don't think he's as smart as Steve Kerr, so it doesn't always work. But that's how, uh, that's how it goes if you're uh, SVG. I don't even know what he's doing now. Is he coaching again? I looked it up. He's made like $30 million. He, he made $5 million with New Orleans and then got fired. And, and they had to, uh, he made $5 million a year. I think they had to pay him for like three years. He's made a fortune. He's a lousy coach who's made a fortune. And all he does is bitch about, you know, this country and how unfair he's like Lizzo. Uh, but he's currently an analyst on TNT. 
And he just keeps getting jobs and falling up and he'll get another coaching job, make another 30 million and bitch about how unfair this country is. What a dick. But anyway, I want to do a couple. I want to do this because over the weekend I saw this on Twitter and I just laughed out loud. You've heard, you've seen the big push for electric cars in Biden's America. That's for some reason, one of the things Jennifer Graham home has said it, Pete, Buttigieg, if you just get an electric car, you don't have to worry about gas prices. You don't have to go to the gas station. Well, you have to charge it. In cases, you have to charge it after a couple hundred miles and you're traveling and you got to find a charging station. You got to sit for an hour. Uh, I've, I've tweeted the, the lines at the charging stations in California, which are insane because everyone out there is, you know, they're on board. They're going to ban gas cars gas-fueled cars in California, and by the way, in Massachusetts also. Get rid of cars. What's what we want to do? Everyone has to get a Tesla, or if you can't afford a Tesla, you get a Chevy Volt. Can you check, see, see how much a Chevy Volt costs for me right now, Ironhead? And I'm going to tell you, get this up there. I, I was with some friends, and we were, I, I, I said, why don't you guess what a Chevy Volt, what it costs to replace the battery in a Chevy Volt? Now, you know, I'm old. I will never have to get an electric car. We'll never get an electric car. But if you're young, they're going to force it. I mean, they're going to force you to spend an uh, insane amount of money on an electric car because that's what they're, uh, you know, that's what they're determined to do. It's, uh, I don't know if they're getting kickbacks the way they do, did from Pfizer when they were pushing vaccines but they are going to make people at some point get electric cars. It's going to be a boon to the coal industry. I assume that's, uh, that's who benefits the coal industry. I mean, they, they run on coal as we've talked about many times, the electric cars need coal. Um, uh, did you give me the price for a Chevy Volt? Uh, it's ranging from 38,000 to 44,000. Wow. I didn't think they were even that much, but so if you can't afford a Tesla, get a Chevy Volt, right? It's ugly and it's uncomfortable, but you know, that's what they would like you to do. And I just saw, you know, occasionally, you know, I have some issues. Obviously we, uh, we uh, have to stop, stop and charge and all that, but occasionally your battery might die or your battery might break or your battery might have an issue. Right. Do you know, Ironhead, I think you've already seen this, but, what it costs to replace a battery in a Chevy Volt? I, I do know because I have seen it, and it's an insane price. Um, I'm, I'm looking right now at a dealer, the Roger Dean Chevrolet, a dealer who built a customer for their new battery for their Chevy Volt, which is again a uh, you know a low end electric car. There it is, your receipt right in front of you. Um, I'll just give you the rundown. Labor, $1,200. It's a lot of labor to replace a battery. Yeah. Battery parts. This would be the battery. 28,867. Uh, tax 1,700. I'm sorry, 26,000. Tax 1,700. Total $29,842.15. $30,000. How many people who have bought Chevy Volts, you know, green green people, people who want to virtue signal and show their neighbors that they really care. And they're on board with the extreme Biden AOC green new deal. So they're getting an electric car and they are going to save the world. How many of them know that they, <laughs> that the new battery, unless this is some kind of hoax, is this real? 
<laughs> I I haven't seen anything that says otherwise. Uh, it's it's it looks real. It's a real receipt. I mean, there's a lot of memes out there with fake, you know, like fake affidavits, fake search warrants for Trump. Uh, but uh, this looks real. A battery, by the way, which I believe was probably made in China. I believe the minerals were mined in you know Russia or China or Ukraine or Afghanistan. Uh, what could go wrong there? I believe that's real. $30,000 for a new battery. How do you even pay that? Do you take out a battery loan? Do you lease it? How do you pay for a $30,000 part for your electric car? It's, it's insanity. The whole idea that we're going to ban gas powered cars because you have this made up climate crisis. Uh, at some point there has to be like a revolt. People just have to, have to you know, storm the castle and say, we're not doing it. Or as Lindsey Graham said, he said, if they, uh, indict and arrest Trump, there will be riots in the streets, which is set off the usual suspects on MSNBC and CNN. Oh, there's a call for violence. These are people who look the other way or indeed actually applauded the riots in the streets in 2020. Our vice president encouraged people to keep rioting, looting, committing arson, assaulting cops. She encouraged it. Every Democrat applauded it. And now Lindsey Graham just hypothetically says they'll be rioting in the streets if they arrest Trump. And he is calling for violence. And the, and the MAGA crowd is a violent, dangerous terrorist organization. Again, these are people who applauded the 600 BLM riots in 2020. But uh, there'll be riots when people when they ban elect, uh, gas-powered cars. There will be. People will be just... I'm not doing it. It'll be like, it'll be like Mad Max. There'll be people fighting over gas and there'll be like a black market. There'll be a black market for gas because people won't want to give up their cars. But all right. I know we got a, a bunch more to get to, but I think that will do it for today. Am I missing anything really important? Ironhead? No, you are not. Oh, uh, what are people commenting? What are they saying on the comment line? That's true. Joe Biden's the one that said that Mitt Romney is going to put you all back in chains. And Mitt Romney, uh, and if you ain't, he said to uh, Charlemagne the God, uh, if you don't, vote, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. That's the guy who's out to unite the country. You know, he doesn't want to divide the country. He wants all those fascists and racists and white supremacists they, to just come in and join one big happy family. Sure, he does. But. Anyway, we will leave it there. Oh, you had to put that comment up there. Be nice to, why don't you, hey, I've got, I got another minute here. I'm going to ask you to do one thing. Yep. See if you can do it this time. I want Joe Biden to hear Joe Biden say the withdrawal from Afghanistan was a, quote, extraordinary success. This, again, we'll wrap this up. This is the solemn anniversary. One year ago today, Joe Biden and Mark Milley ordered a drone strike on a family of 10, killing, killing seven kids. Mark Milley, three days later, four days later, flat out lied, three days later, flat out lied and said it was an ISIS, there was an ISIS guy there, they had explosives, and it was a righteous strike. It should be a huge scandal, but again, these are good Democrats, woke Democrats, so they're not going to be held accountable, but... Uh, Joe Biden at the same time said this withdrawal, which again cost 13 servicemen their lives, cost the taxpayers billions. We gave them 85 billion in weapons, tanks, planes. 
we uh, gave them a prison, which they opened up. And one of the prisoners where they released committed the mass murder, the suicide bombing, killed 180 something people. That, according to your president, was an extraordinary success. I asked Ironhead to play this on Friday. He played some, I don't know what he played, some sound from from, uh, from Mike Huckabee or something. Didn't you get it right? I, Same I, speech, I wrong upset. part. Got a little upset, but see if you can do it this time. Let's hear Joe Biden commemorate the day he made the worst foreign policy blunder in U.S. history. Go ahead. No nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. You suck. <laughs> I didn't have time to download it, so I was trying to stream it. <laughs> that is unbelievable. You are an idiot. You are. I'm sorry. What was it? Nick, who says he wants me to be nice to you? No, Nick, sorry. Look at it. I, I got the stupid you. pinwheel of death right simple, there. Simple request. In fact, I wanted two words. Here, it was just about to happen, too. Headline on the video. No nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. The only the United States had the capacity and the will and ability to do it, and we did it today. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill, (laughs) bravely. I I don't want to listen anymore. It's sickening. Extraordinary success. The parents hadn't got their kids back. The five 20-year-olds, he got blown up, 20-year-old Marines, 20-year-old kids. He got them killed. He put them in a vulnerable position. He was trying to get a political score, a political win. He put these kids in harm's way. They got blown up by a jihadist who just got released from the prison that we handed over to them. And this this guy has the gall to stand before the country and say, extraordinary success? God, that's sickening. It's too bad there's so many people in the media who are so invested in helping him, propping him up. They're like, they are literally the visiting angels. They're there to help him get through the day and cover up things like this. Cause I can't imagine being a family member or being a mother, father of a kid blown up because of this buffoon trying to get a political win. And then three days later, he drones a family of 10 and Millie called it a righteous strike. But, uh, we've already covered that. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the rocket, see if we can send that rocket up there and make sure we get a person of color and a woman, that means there were still no gay guys on the moon, right? Although, I don't know, Alan Shepard was a little a little iffy. Uh, <laughs> no gay guys? Have we had any trans astronauts on the moon yet? I think we have a lot of work to do. I'm just going to say it. We still haven't landed a trans individual on the moon. And uh, it's about damn time. But that'll do it for today. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting. Thanks to you, Ironhead, for sort of kind of getting that right finally. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me.
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Well, the tide is turning in Massachusetts after years of watching Democrats raise taxes, hinder local businesses, silence the voices of parents, and disrespect the police. The people have had enough. Go to MassGOP.org to learn more, get involved, or make a contribution. In these tough economic times, rely on 1AAuto.com. Save money and empower yourself. In good times and bad, get great prices. Watch 1A Auto's massive library of free free how-to videos. Fix it yourself easy and fast with 1AAuto.com. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.